Hello and welcome back to the Counterpints Podcast. This is your ever-present host, Matt, and I am joined by my beautiful co-hosts. We've got Kevin, we've got Casey, and we've got Jack. Boys, happy uh, second anniversary to the Counterpints Podcast. Um, as of the time of this release, we'll have been on the air for two trips around the sun. Two Full calendar years. Our first episode was released on April 18th, 2020. Congratulations. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, welcome. you're welcome, world. Yeah, exactly. The world said um, we need another group of white guys to sit around microphones and talk about things no one cares about. And we said we're ready to uh we're ready to answer the call. So here you are, world. More counterpints. Year two begins now. So um, you know. We're still podcast two years later talking about the same stupid shit we like to argue about in breweries and bars, and we're still drinking beers two years later. None of us have gained a single ounce of weight and are healthy as ever, um, especially not Kevin. Speaking of which, what are you drinking? Yeah, not only have I not gained weight, but I also probably haven't sobered up two years now. So <laughs> cheers, boys. Cheers. <laughs> All right. I'm drinking a beer from Matt's Neck of the Wood from a little <gasps> brewery by the name of Skygazer. Oh, Watercolors, Synergy 7, Raspberry Coconut Cake. Mmm. Glitter style vice with cherry, orange, raspberry, coconut, and milk sugar. So and, the, uh, the Synergy ones are good. applying. They get combined with another Synergy, correct? Usually how they, they work? Uh, you tell me. It's in your neck of the woods. I just like this beer. I think that's usually how their Synergy line works. They like they market as you buy one of each, and you're supposed to combine them. You know, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a marketing gimmick. It, they do taste good combined, but like... They're still very good on their own. Oh, this got got sold solo. Um, you know what the best part about this beer for this super complicated beer from the state of Connecticut is the price. Six ninety nine uh, for a can of beer. Of this kind of complicated beer from across the country, that's a good deal. That's actually not that bad. I was thinking more like ten. Interesting. Well, you know, inflation aside, uh, I'll check in my own beer, also from Connecticut, uh, not from twelve percent though. I'll be checking in an IPA from. I think a brewery we don't talk that much about on this podcast, but one that I like quite a bit down in the southeast corner of Connecticut is Beard Brewing um, out of Stonington. Very good beers. This is their double dry hop New England style India pale ale called Karate in the Water. And you can see on the can, it is, if I can find my camera, it's two men on a in a beach about to do karate against each other. They're also known for their dogs and boats line, which is very good. We'll see how it and goes. Juice. And hobbit juice. Ooh, juice. Very good. Probably actually maybe their best beer. I'm not going to lie. So beard's good. Go check them out. Casey, what are you drinking? All right. So for my beer, uh, I'm going to go out to California, just a little bit north of Kev. Uh, it's not San Diego, but this is uh, a raspberry gose, uh, tartweed ale with raspberries or gosa, whichever you want to say it, from <laughs> Claremont Craft Ales Gose. in Claremont, California. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, as always, this is an independent craft brewery certification moment. Bam. There it is. Oh. Uh, so thank God I don't have to look this one up, too. That was a kind of scary last time I had a heart attack, but pretty good. Really, really can taste the raspberries. And it is a little bit of a the the tart wheat ale is there. 
So cheers, boys. Casey, you brought up a scary point. I don't see that label on this watercolors <laughs> from Skygazer. Matt, is Skygazer somehow? Son of a bitch. Oh my God. Do I, I need to check my beard can. Are we, you know, are we violating the rules of the podcast, boys? Oh my God, guys. It's not on the beard can either. Nowhere to be found. I didn't think either of those breweries were, were bought by um, non-independent breweries. I just don't see what the label on it. That's that's concerning. That's just rebels in the state of Connecticut. We don't need to join these groups. We just know. I'm going to have to do some research. That's that's inexcusable. Yeah, go look that up, Casey. Beard and uh, Skygazer. In the meantime, let's go to our correspondent coming in from a laptop that is running out of power as we speak. Jack. Yes, I made a boo-boo during moving and uh, threw the laptop in a storage box that's not uh, with me currently. So uh, in, in a short time, I'll be calling in from my phone to finish this one out. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did have to stop off and get some beer. I'm excited <gasps> about this one. We talked about it, guys. I went out and got it. Bud Light next. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> God damn it. I had it last week. I had it last week. All right. Let's get a live taste as a Bud Light next. They're carbon oh free God. beer. It tastes like water. <laughs> mm, it really does. There's like the faintest little taste of beer in that. So it's it's even, it's even less beer tasting in like Bud Light, for example. Oh my God. Bud Light would be like Everclear compared to this. <laughs> cool. So this how many of those like are you going to drink tonight? Water. Are you going to drink like five or six of those then tonight? You could drink like 50 or 60 of these. <laughs> All right. We got our next, we got our next case race here, guys. What, what was the alcohol difference there? Wasn't it not that big? Wasn't that still in the 4% kind of range for next? Uh, let's see what we got here. Doing a live can check. Here we go, folks. And they're really hiding it on this. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll help you out. Bud next ABV. What's oh, four, four percent. Okay, all right. I mean, that's pretty close, light, isn't it? Does Bud Light like light 4. beer 5. with natural flavors and fruit juice for color? <laughs> what color is it? Uh, wait, wait, go go back, Matt. There's a there was a beer does, advocate it, review it's on color like next. beer. It's a ah uh, oh, man. This is this is a stretch to call this a beer. I, I said the same thing yesterday or yesterday last week. Oh, I was on a golf yeah, trip and we is, were just. It really is like a seltzer that has, it's like a beer flavored seltzer. You want to, you want to look at the beer advocate score, Kevin? That's oh, yeah. No let, 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 let's see some of these reviews for Bud Light next I, on Beer I, Advocate. I, I, I bet you they're going to be supportive. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it's supposed to break the barrier of a traditional lager and offer the sessionability and stats of a seltzer. According to Bud Light. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a seltzer. Um, let's see. We have Spaghetti Knight writes in with a 3.69 out of 5 saying, you preppy financial advisor types might not like to hear this, but this beer is fine. It's barely beer, but the flavor isn't bad. Definitely fruity and barley. Tastes like a beer, but for those that don't like seltzers or are on a low-carb diet, this is a must. Obviously, this wasn't going to taste like your crafty local IPAs. It wasn't meant to. It is what it is, and it's not bad, half bad. Spaghetti night, very defensive of Bud, of Bud next. There's the slightest little twinkle of beer in there. But other than that, it's club soda. People like to write very long reviews. I'm, re I'm reading here. Like, I'm not reading four. Look at this guy from Stone Trippin' in Colorado. Dude wrote a book about Bud next. I guess I'll check it in. But it's calling this a beer is rough. But it does taste healthy. I'll say that. Yep. Like we'll, ask was, you again, we'll ask you again after like five or six of them. Yeah. If I was tubing or on a golf course, yeah, I'd pound these. 
so they're going to eventually. sponsor the uh the the bachelor party or the the <laughs> bachelor you know, the party sponsored the- by Bud Light next. <laughs> Here's our uh, Saturday booze cruise sponsored by yeah, Bud Light next. The only sponsored- booze cruise where they didn't get drunk. Yeah, I was just going to say, the only problem is you don't get drunk. Sponsored by Bud Light Next and D9. You either don't get drunk or you get oh, sick. we're going to D9, baby. Oh, Jesus. Hey, no. Kitten Whiskers. We're going to get pictures of that shit. No, we're not. We're gonna make is that going to be like a like a bachelor party tradition here, Jack? We're just going to have to like see who can down a pint of that as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving that up to you, boys. I ain't fucking touching that. <laughs> well... I'm in for that. Let's put it that way. Well, this segment was sponsored by Bud Next. Um, Budweiser heard about all the good feedback we've been giving them about their low carb beer alternatives, and they were no really carb, happy. not low carb, oh, no, no carb, no zero carb. carb. Sorry, zero. I, I went, I went off script. Wait, uh, Matt, what were the breweries I'm looking up again? <laughs> Beard with an apostrophe between the R and the D, so B R apostrophe D and Skygazer are the two. I'll take, I'll take care of Skygazer. Now you, you boys figure out those are independent breweries. I'm going to move on here. Um, we've checked in our beers. Now we're going to talk about what the hell's been going on in the world of beer. I'm going to update on my last call from uh, the last podcast. I went to my first beer fest of the season, boys. Uh, you know, very first week of April went down to April Sours, um, based out of Bad Sons Brewing Company in Derby, Connecticut, fine little town. Um, it's not Derby is a shithole, but Bad Sons is a very nice brewery. Um, very spacious on the inside, a lot of room. Um, so I went to my first Sours Only Beer Fest. Very interesting experience. I found it was a little challenging to drink only sours over the periods of maybe three to four hours straight. Um, but quite a showing of beers. Some a, a notable one that I thought maybe Jack would be interested in is they had a 10% ABV Imperial Creamsicle Ale. Um, that was pretty damn good. Not as good as Sickle on a Great Awakening, but a 10% ABV Creamsicle beer had my interest. Um, they didn't have anything really kind of blowing my mind in terms of weird, but there were a lot of very good sours that I had at the fest. Um, a shout out to Abomination Brewing had their Harvested line, which is like a basically a, high, a higher alcohol or imperial version of their Harvester line. Uh, that was very good. Um, a couple other shout outs is because there were a lot of breweries there from all over Connecticut, which was cool. Good to see. Um, Skygazer, Kevin drinking one of their beers right now, had a beer called Even More Watercolors, which is another like imperial version of their watercolors line. Very, very good. Um, we also had the Pink Cadillac, was a guava, a salt and guava sour from Labyrinth Brewing Company out of Manchester, Connecticut. Very good. Uh, Tribus out of Milford, who I mentioned this podcast before, had a tequila juice cleanse, which was a tequila age. It was they were trying to make like a tequila sunrise sour, which was very good. Um, I was weirdly into that one. Also, Witch Doctor Brewing out of Southington, Connecticut, had a ma- mango wana bango, which was like a uh, passion fruit orange guava pastry sour. Excellent, no complaints there. <laughs> I've made that clear in the podcast before. Um, then also Aloha Punch from Alvarium Brewing Company in New Britain, Connecticut was very, very good. Kind of a juice box sour. Um, and last, I'll highlight Lady of Cyprus from Great Falls up in New Cannon, really northwest corner of the state. Another nice place, but it's near nothing. And they had a sweet, it was a white chocolate raspberry sour, which was very good. So had a lot of excellent beers. It was very nice to be out. 
Um, just out at a beer fest again. I'm sure you boys will find your ways into other ones coming up. Um, I'm actually going to be going to another beer fest at Bat Sons at the end of April. So two in the same month. Please help. I'm going back to their home brewing uh, beer fest that they had last year, which was a surprising kind of success. So um, for any of our listeners, Bad Sons tends to hold very good beer fests. I like them. Also, I saw a, as I showed you boys, there was a live podcast recording going on from a Connecticut-based podcasting called The Beer Guys. And I just wanted to say it on air. Um, very jealous. I want to do a live recording from a beer fest. Come on. No idea what they were talking about because it was so loud. I couldn't even, I couldn't hear them, but they had a bunch of fancy mics set up at a big table in the corner of the beer fest and probably the brewers were sitting down and talking to them. So um, my only recommendation is if you go to a beer fest, especially a sour beer fest, maybe drink in moderation a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, my significant other and I can attest that it freaked hell on our bodies a little bit from that much acidity, sugar, and coloring, um, you know, keep it PG, but some interesting fluids came out after that beer fest. Just, just a warning to our, our listeners in case you're thinking of going to one, maybe space it out with some water in between. Okay. But what color was it? I want, I want to know the color mm, purple. And I think everybody wants to know the color oh, like fucking uh, Barney. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it like a faded Barney. Holy shit. Yeah, because you're just you're just basically just chugging like fruit juice and sugar. I mean it was it is hell on the body. <laughs> I liked it, but I don't know if I'd be like screaming to go to another sours only beer fest. Well, so you think that wait till you go to the homebrew fest, because at the homebrew fest, you're gonna get a lot of homebrew that's gonna be really thick, varying quality, some acidic, some not you're gonna have to brew from all over the spectrum. It's gonna fuck up your stomach a lot too. It's not gonna get better. I went to one last year. I'm trying to remember if it was like if I had a really bad day afterwards. I don't think I had like a good day, but I don't think I had like a particularly bad day. Yeah. I mean, I, I well, last time I did one of those, I had a bad I didn't have a bad day. I definitely puked. But that wasn't a bad mm. day. I kind of expected that. I think one of the goals is going to be to maybe drink a little more in moderation next time. I, you know, I, I always try to get my money's worth out of a beer fest where I'm like, well, I'm paying $38 to beer or whatever. And I'm going to try to see how many of these samples I could fill up. And, you know, it doesn't really work out in the long run. Well, the more we do these, the more we learn things, right? So we can make a list of things we do and do not do at Beer Fest. Number one, don't go to uh, Yard House and get every app on the menu before you go. <laughs> Number two, don't do edibles. Number three, maybe yep. drink in moderation. That one seems weird, though, for a Beer Fest. <laughs> Have we learned? Have we learned? Nah. I, I've learned I it. Did, depends. It depends. Did you do edibles at the last Beer Fest? No, because they weren't available. <laughs> We oh, so we didn't always, have a chance to prove we learned always, it or not. Yeah. Always find a way to ruin the beer fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, in new and inventive ways every single time. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's always something. This one was just overconsumption, but um, pulled it off. So, audience, uh, you, know, you ever see a beer festival at Bad Sons Brewing? I highly recommend it. It was a very good experience, and it was nice to be out again. So, with that, we're going to do a quick plug of the socials. Um, we've got an Instagram and an untapped and a voicemail and a merch store. You got to go check them out. The Instagram and the untapped are under the podcast name, of course, counterpint, C-O-U-N-T-E-R-P-I-N-T-S. The voicemail is 774-224-0708. Drop us a line. And the last merch store is at counterpints.redbubble.com. Proceeds help the podcast. So with that, we're going to move into the body of this podcast. Once again, this is our two-year anniversary of the Counterpints podcast, and we thought what would be more meta than doing a bracket of previous 
brackets. We've talked about doing this before. I think actually we may have talked about doing this last year, but we ended up not doing it. Um, we're going to do a bracket of our favorite brackets that we've done in the past. And we've got a hell of a, of a series of eight challengers here. I actually, as I was reading through these, I don't know if I have a clear winner. I originally thought there was a saving private Ryan esque juggernaut here, but I'm kind of second guessing myself. Here is our matchup or here are our matchups. We've got the domestic beer 4th of July bracket from episode 10. And yes, we are going to hear which episodes these are from. Go check them out. Tell your friends, obviously. That one will be going up against the War Movies bracket from episode 44. Next will be the HBO miniseries bracket from episode 9 against the Chain Restaurants bracket from episode 2. Then we have the Taco Bell bracket, the ill-fated Taco Bell bracket from episode 3. Goes against the two-part Disney Villains bracket. That one was a doozy from episode 18. And lastly... We have the Disney Sidekicks bracket from episode 22 against the Chicken Nugget bracket from episode 40. Boys, let's get meta and start this motherfucker off. We've got the Domestic Beer, 4th of July, the Mega Bracket, another two-parter. It's a great episode. Against the War Movies bracket, episode 44. Let's start with Casey. So I enjoyed the War Movies bracket. I really did. Um, I enjoyed the domestic uh, beers and in, in celebration of 4th of July bracket as well. But I think there's just an aspect of one that I just can't, can't get over. And I've never seen a doctor so hammered in my entire life <laughs> than I saw Dr. Steve. And it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And we got to taste the beer. Um, as, as we went now, some of us couldn't get certain things that had to substitute it with fucking rolling rock, which I still want to gouge my eyes out for doing <laughs> uh, worst beer ever. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, very close to a certain beer that we might be trying again, apparently in, in North Carolina sometime soon. Not looking forward to that. But for me, I got to give my vote. I have to give my vote to the domestic beers bracket. Absolutely incredible. And we were celebrating 4th of July. So, you know, America's birthday, like it, it just, that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that's my vote. All right. We've got one for the domestic beer bracket. Um, I'll go second on this one. I'm going to back Casey up on this one. I, I just remember we were just started this podcast out. We're like episode 10 is our first double digit 4th of July. What are we going to do? And, you know, we come up with this genius idea. What if we all just had the same beers and we just knock them all out, which we, this is where we started to learn that. It's difficult when you live in different regions of the country to get the same products among four different people. But I'd say we pulled it off. We did a good job. And I just remember sitting in the basement of my last place where I was living with just a bunch of beers next to me in a cooler and a bucket, like a dump bucket for dumping parts of beers out when I was done with them. And it was just, it was just some degenerate shit. No question, but it was fun as hell. And actually I found very useful data for me going forward, knowing like, okay, you know what? I like Miller light better than this beer. If it comes in, it has come up just like I learned that Labatt blue is way better than I thought it would be. So, uh, another vote for me for the domestic beer bracket. It was a doozy, but the war movie one was fun. Um, let's go to Kevin. Yeah. Good shout out on the Labatt blue. That one was, that one kind of stole the show for me. So I had you know, every single time we do one of these brackets where we have to go get the food or drink is just, 
degenerate city, as you said, Matt. So I, I, this is when I lived at my old house too. And I had, you know, three other roommates and I have this overriding memory of me walking up the stairs to the office I was using for the recording studio with a massive cooler full of beers. And they were all singles and they were all the big 24 ounce cans. Cause you didn't want to buy a case of, of rolling rocks. You bought 24 ounce cans. So I had, it was beautiful. It was like a mosaic of 24 ounce tall boys in this ice chest with a bag of ice port across top. And one of my five gallon brewers buckets to go just dump the rest of this beer in there. By the end of this podcast, I had two gallons, two gallons full of dumped out beer <laughs> that I, I might have been tent with the drink. I didn't drink it, fortunately, because I would have thrown up immediately mm. as out of the window, but I didn't do it. Anyway, great experience. Um, I do. I'd give me a new and profound respect for educational leadership. Educational leadership. Educational leadership. <laughs> Okay, that's another vote for domestic beer. Jack, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's no secret here. The war movie one was a blast. Um, but, I mean, how could you not go with the domestic beer bracket? It was, I remember I landed that day in Florida, and my dad picked me up, and we immediately had to go to grocery stores and gas stations to try and find the last beer that he couldn't find. It was like we had to get a Foster's, and we had to get... yeah. Um, uh, a blue Labatt blue. Uh, no, it was, I think it was Molson originally on there. Maybe I, I, we're both on there. Molson. And yeah, Labatt, were they both? Like, maybe it was Molson that like we had to go get, it was something like that. And like you said, I, I have a newfound appreciation for Labatt blue light, even though it is the official beer of the Buffalo bills and they can burn that. But, uh, suck it. Buffalo. <laughs> that also was the hardest. I think I have ever heard my mom laughed when my dad said educational leadership or staff development like, what <laughs> that <was good. laughs> also, that's a good point is, we, had, uh, we had we had that peanut gallery there too you're right because oh you yeah my sister there was there too your sister and, my, yeah. and your they mom were, just right there watching beers. you guys <laughs> i know I, I, what was that experience like talking about with them years like a year whoa, or two whoa, whoa, let's, like, what let's, the hell were they thinking about let's hold off on some of this hold stuff some of this stuff is what i want to yeah 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 it's clearly gonna win some of this stuff is stuff i want to talk about later jesus Move it on. Also, I Kevin's hate just trying next. to go right into the also, whole fucking I, ending right away. Jesus, also, I dude. hate Bud Light next. <laughs> yeah, the war movies mostly made it on this draft because it kind of became an infamous or and it became an infamous bracket because of Saving Private Ryan basically bulldozed every other possible answer. And so in the future, we're like, hey, is this another Saving Private Ryan? We need to be careful. Is it, are we going to have another Saving Private Ryan? So it became a template for we need to be careful that I have like a really obvious winner put on a bracket. So a learning experience. And so a uh, a farewell to the movie movie wars or war movies. I can't speak the war movies bracket. will go into the dumpster and the domestic beer bracket. We'll move on to the four. Oh, sweep. I would say a relatively predictable one. We're going to move on to the second matchup. We've got the HBO miniseries from episode nine against chain restaurants from episode two okay so for our first contestant casey you're up uh yeah so these two are, are really important and, and here's why i have never before in my life ever wanted to reach through a camera and beat the shit out of someone more than these two brackets and that person is fucking podcast alum brian okay in both of these brackets this is what i remember from these brackets I fucking remember who wins. Okay, I do for both of them. But if I didn't, 
What I do remember is just wanting to beat the shit out of Brian. One was the creation, uh, and that is the chain restaurant of the Spite Vote on this podcast. That came into play on that. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it was Taco Bell, but it was re revived and utilized maybe more so on the chain restaurant uh, bracket. Two, the HBO, he just was relentless on that entire thing. And I think we were both, uh, actually both, we were all four intoxicated, but maybe Brian and I were just a little bit more intoxicated than everybody else in the pod. Oh my God. It drove me absolutely fucking nuts. Um, so this is like, th- this is really hard. One, you know, the nostalgia vote is in there as well. Uh, I think we even brought that up uh, later in uh, on the HBO movies, but I got to say the, the nostalgia votes, the spite votes, chain restaurants that might take my vote. And in fact, it does. That's going to take it for me. <laughs> it just pissed me off more than I've ever been pissed off before. I don't know if that's a reason to vote for it. Maybe I should vote for the one that didn't piss me off the most, but it's definitely the most memorable. And for me, that's why I'm voting for it. So holy shit. Hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? That's my fucking rant. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would say some of our earliest ones were our most uh, contentious at times. The, the rowdiest. We, we hadn't gotten the format quite down at that point. So a lot of them just kind of turned into screaming matches. But isn't that the funniest kind of content of all? That's that's what I'm saying. Jack, what do you think? Well, I think first off, it's time for a beer check in. Uh, oh, go with uh, the new Squatchy Ale. Sasquatch there on the cover. That's the Appalachian Football Club there. Independent League soccer team up in Boone. This is a Boone Shine beer. Also, North Carolina, we do it right. Right there. There you go. (laughs) Got the logo. Uh, This beer, uh, I'm going to just say right now, probably the best beer I've had all year. uh, It is a lemony ale it's very similar to a shandy and i hope i can find more of this because i will drink this all summer long it's fantastic Ooh, may have to put some of those aside for uh charlotte uh, yeah, that's right this would be a perfect lake beer perfect you, you do love shandies goddamn oh baby like, and don't call me the shandy man for nothing but <laughs> back to this uh this bracket here um i do remember the hbo it was a bracket. Um, it was a TV show bracket. So um, the fact that Band of Brothers was on there at all, which was incorrect because it's a miniseries. Uh, so by that right there, I'm going to go chain restaurants. A low key favorite moment for me for the chain restaurants was that our fearless leader, Matt, here thought he had a freight train in Chili's and it bowed out right the first round. <laughs> That's right. What, what That's right. Shows? Was it like something bullshit? <laughs> like Applebee's? Apple was it Applebee's? It was Applebee's, yeah. Fuck yeah. me running. I hate these fucking podcasts. <laughs> and then Golden Corral going in the second round was Oh, my God. Yeah, that I, I hated that bracket. There were so many bad takes. There were a lot of spite votes in that. Was it? Oh yeah, as I say, wasn't that the spite vote with a nostalgia vote? I'm pretty sure that's where it began. Was I thought I the spite could... vote was Taco Bell. And that's and that where it started. She's got a crunch loss. Because at the, very, the, at the very end, no, at the very end, I thought it, I thought it was... Um, it was a different fast food bracket because Brian was passed out by the end of Taco Bell. Otherwise, it would have been a spy boat thing. But and Brian farting. passed out. Like, exactly. <laughs> no, get, and a lot, we'll and a lot of moaning, too, if I remember. Yep. A lot of groaning. Yeah. We <laughs> uh, got to give birth. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to chain restaurants. That's my vote. All righty. So, two for chain restaurants. 
Uh, I'm going to go third here. This is actually an easy one for me because that Chili's getting knocked out in that bracket is precisely why it is probably my least liked bracket we've ever done because the fact that Chili's was knocked out by fucking Applebee's is a permanent scar in my psyche that I can never clean or wash or heal. It's it's there. It got beat by, I'm pretty sure, fucking Applebee's of all chain options. Applebee's was decided to be better than Chili's. That bracket enraged me and made me never want to do another bracket again. So I'm giving it to HBO miniseries slash TV shows. Um, Band of Brothers is a TV show. Contested. Kevin, go ahead. We've got a one-two chain restaurant's favorite. See, I'm surprised that you were more offended by the uh, Chili's elimination than the extended, protracted argument that we had about Band of Brothers being a miniseries or a television show. Um, it went on for weeks because Steve called in. Remember Settle Down Easy Company? Remember that? <laughs> Settle Down Easy Company. Yeah. Easy Company, that, Nickelback. That's, what, <laughs> that's, what, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's a classic Steve voicemail. One of one of the ones that immortalized him as a regular column mm, for this show. True. Uh, I don't have a lot of memories of these both these brackets guys. To be honest with you, I don't remember who won the chain restaurants. I don't remember who won the HBO miniseries. I remember the protracted arguments about Skillet Queso and Band of Brothers. And you know what? For me, the one that stood out was the HBO miniseries that focused on miniseries, not television shows. Sorry, television shows, not miniseries. No Band of Brothers. Um, still a very fun bracket. So that gets my vote. Bring out the wheel. Did Buffalo Wild Wings win the chain restaurants? It might have. It might have been that versus. I like, think it was. Yeah. For, uh, like, fuck, I don't remember. Power. Yeah. For reference listeners, we around episode, I think 15 or 16, we switched to the bracket website challenge or challenge. I don't know. It's an O and I don't really want to pronounce it, but it allowed us to kind of we have an archive of all of those brackets done. But prior to like those, these are on an old cycle bracket fights and we don't we lost the login. So we can't uh, log in and look at what the results were, unfortunately. So we're not positive. I, I do actually remember one thing about the HBO bracket. Yeah. A lot of those shows are relatively recent, and we were pissed off about the youngins, like rating Chernobyl so high. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Bias. It was recency bias. Yeah. 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 I also. Brian was all about Sex in the City. I do remember that. <laughs> he yeah. was. He absolutely he was. loved it. Yeah. Brian Longevity. was all about, I think, White Claws on that particular. Bracket. He was. Was that for some reason? Yes, it was it either was. that or it was sure his was. where he had the same fucking beer. And I was like, God, that was, that, was, that, was episode one. that was episode one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> if I, if I right. Say, HBO series is probably <laughs> among his drunkest. He's been on this podcast. Oh, yes. Oh my yeah, god! That's where absolutely. he initiated a one-man one? case race against himself. Like he yes, yeah. drink a case. That's of beer another reason it got my vote because that was fucking hilarious. Like by the end, Brian had no idea where he was, and that was great. Oh, and you could tell the last call we had to edit. Oh, I, it was. You know, this is the thing. If was, only yeah. we had a right. That's the one last call. I had a, he had like a ten-minute rambling fucking oh, last call about, about Band of Brothers or Brothers. something, and I had to edit it out. And I just put like Brian cannot be here to comment because. That's great. Absolutely. That's definitely why that one gets my phone. Oh, man. That's a good one. I, I, if only we, we had a conversations, he needs to leave. <laughs> <laughs> great. If only we had a producer that would go back and listen to all of our brackets for us and give us little notes on them. That there would be go. great. We're hiring for a producer. Pay is nothing. So. Well, we're hiring for an intern. Um, who's our producer? Uh, right. We'll give you credit for school. Uh, we will not pay you for that, though. 
it's a great learning opportunity. Okay, so we're going to go to the wheel. We've got two for HBO, two for Chain. Apparently, the wheel went back to being the four-quadrant wheel rather than the eight-quadrant wheel, but whatever, we're going to spin it anyway. Spin. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and we get a vote for Kevin. Where will you put it? HBO miniseries. Hey, no, no, no controversy here. Okay, we've got a tiebreaker win then for the HBO show bracket against the chain restaurant bracket, which again, in my opinion, burned forever in hell. Goodbye. Good rinse. And we move on to the next matchup. We've got, again, the ill-fated Taco Bell bracket against the two-parter Disney villains mega bracket. Two, two good episodes. Um, I'm going to put my vote in for this one. So I can make an argument for you. This is actually tough because the Taco Bell bracket was kind of a disaster, but it was funny and is very memorable in our list of episodes because, again, the podcast basically went all went out and bought like $40, $50, something like that of Taco Bell each because we were each trying to get like one of every of the main menu items, you know, eight different items which turned out to be a lot of logistical challenges, especially in keeping them warm and edible by the time that we got to the bracket and started the podcast and got ready and got to the spot where we're going to talk about them. They were cold. So we didn't really think about that super hard. And it was kind of a little bit of a bust that way, but we, we soldiered through, we powered on, uh, Brian almost lost his life. It's among the sickest I've ever seen him after eating, you know, chalupas and quesadillas and you know the pizza the pizza or the taco supreme or the fuck the thing is the i can't remember the crunch wrap supreme there it is he was very ill and it was a disaster but it was a funny disaster at the same point the disney villains bracket i thought was one of our better like legitimate brackets where we went through all the disney villains i thought i remember having a lot of like good colorful arguments this is where kind of it's almost become a bit of a meme on our own podcast has been the monstro argument uh, Monstro, you know, clearly as Jack and I described being one of the greatest Disney villains of all time. That one was very good. So I'm actually going to give my vote to the Disney villains bracket. I think it was a better bracket despite, you know, maybe not as being much of a funny kind of hot mess as the Taco Bell bracket. Maybe someday we'll do it again. Kevin, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you for doing that very protracted overview and a reminder of what these brackets were. I do appreciate mm-hmm. that. The Taco Bell bracket is my chain restaurants bracket. That one can burn in hell for what it did to our colons. Generally, whenever we have to go out and buy the same kind of food, it's always a disaster. This was the most disastrous of the three, I think. Not the one where we drank or tried to drink 32 different tall boys of beer. <laughs> that wasn't that bad, actually. That should, should be concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chicken nugget one, not that bad either. But the Taco Bell one, as you said earlier, we got through the first two matchups and then everything else tasted like cold congealed mush. Oof. So we just, we were learning our ropes. We didn't do it right. I'd be happy to do it again with what we've learned, but that experience was not pleasant. So Disney villains, again, as you said, very well contested and uh, it spawned a lot of memes, not just uh, the certified unit, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of the fire we have around Disney movies, which has continues to this day. Certified unit. That's right. The um, the only thing I was going to say was what what won the Taco Bell? Was it the quesadilla? I remember it being like a surprising one. It was a it pretty was basic the, one. I think it was quesadilla crunch, but quesadilla won because of a spike vote. Right, that it was, was Crunchwrap Supreme. That's it. That's it. I won't name names, but someone here likes a Crunchwrap Supreme a lot. Fuck it, I'll say it. 
<laughs> that also, person, also, that person is wrong. Buffalo Wild Wings beat out Texas Roadhouse. That fucking makes sense. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. It was heated. I just listened to the end of that episode real quick. Pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Again, if you want to go check that out, that's our second episode. Was the chain restaurants one? Yeah, that one was. That one was very heated. Very heated. There were some hot garbage takes on that one. All right, Kevin. So uh, Taco Bell ruined your calling. So, are right, what are you voting for? Disney villains all the way, even though Monster is not a villain. That's because he's the god of villains. Truly frightens me every night I go to sleep. Um, speaking of frightening me when I go to sleep, Jack, what do you got for the third vote? Oh, this is easy. You got you to think memories with all these. I mean, come <laughs> on. How could you not remember going to Taco Bell and ordering eight things and making that poor high school student try to get them, get everything right, having to check your bag, make sure they got everything. Not only... <laughs> Not only are we eating Taco Bell, we're also drinking craft beer at the same time. That is a Molotov cocktail, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo. And then Brian farting was uh, absolutely hilarious. That- oh, boy. That, that, I remember that, that broke the podcast pretty hard. That broke it. That broke the podcast for a little Did while. we leave that in the recording? I'm trying. Oh, to yes, we did. we did. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it came at a perfect moment, too, because you asked him for his take, and it's just silent. <laughs> and it's just like a perfect little... <laughs> I just remember him laying on the couch of his old apartment, just groaning. I just did not because he's, you know, Brian is lactose intolerant. So agreeing to a Taco Bell bracket was not really a great idea. But he's also very intense, too. So it doesn't matter what challenge you put in front of him. He's going to go do it to the max. So you know what? That he has no one to blame but himself. That's true. So, Jack, that's a vote for Taco Bell. All righty. Casey, we got the fourth vote. Jesus, bringing back some of these memories is making me fucking die. I'm crying because I'm laughing so hard. I will say I do miss having Brian on here just for his pure entertainment purposes. Like his takes are a hot trash and garbage and should be kicked off of any pod because of it. But his entertainment value, like you can't take that away from the guy. He's fucking funny as shit sometimes. But I agree with Jack. The the fact that you go to this the, the Taco Bell and whether you went into the restaurant, I don't think any of us did that, by the way. I think we were all too ashamed to go inside. So we all did the drive through. Yeah, I, I, I had like a hood over my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunglasses. It's yeah. like five <laughs> o'clock at night and it's dark out. But you're like, don't look at me. Um, you know, mask on because it's COVID. So they can't mm-hmm. tell who you are. Hide that identity. Um, they might have thought you're going to rob Taco Bell. Nope. We're going to give you $50 worth of food, please. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, and then obviously I, the, the fact that Brian puts the mic up to his butt and just fucking farts. I mean, I'm sorry. That's, that is, that is fucking priceless. Um, and you know, Disney films was a good bracket. It was a little frustrating, not quite as frustrating as a different Disney, uh, bracket that's coming soon that we can talk about, but, um, a little frustrating, but it was really good, but I, I, I gotta go with, and I think this is definitely where the nostalgia vote started. Jack, you might be right. This is episode three. I can't remember if the spite vote started with two or three, but it was around this time. Taco Bell gets my vote, though. Oh, my God. It was quality. And I, I do like Kevin's idea or even um, if we're all down for it to try this again uh, and just Boy. redo what we learned from, you know, keep things warm. Um, so that they're not cold and congealed 
what would you have to do? Like microwave it like beforehand, or I'm not sure how I'd even how I pull it off. I don't know. We'll have to do some research. We'll have to figure that out like how to keep it warm. Sleep. Yeah, like a warming system, uh, so that it, it stays warm and delicious. But uh, fucking fantastic, absolutely great. Yeah, we learned. We learned there's certainly more logistical challenges of running some of these brackets than we would have thought in the past. Um, so that is going to give us a two to two Taco Bell. Whoops, as my, my mouse slips, to actually twenty six to two. Uh, two to two Taco Bell against Disney villains. Um, boys, I'm going to do something rare here, and we don't do this very often. Um, I forgot about the Brian farting thing, and I'd like to amend my vote to the Taco Bell. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Doggy. This is rare. Because that, oh, that was fucking funny. We we were dying. I just remember how hard everyone was laughing when Brian just rips ass right in the middle of the butt. This butt, just like, listen to it, dude. It's so bro, fucking funny. Like his ass is like near the microphone. Oh, Jesus he Christ. did. We are, we are children rolling. No, he literally he takes the mic and the puts it down by his. Down. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. He was that uh, drunk? He put it down by his ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It wasn't the. It was like the first round of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we were in rare format oh, day. I'm these dying. are these were the crude early days of Counterpoint's podcast. Oh, man, we were trying to think of ideas and we're like, yo, what if we just went and bought a bunch of Taco Bell and talked about it? But that's a great idea. I mean, come on. Oh, fucking great. I will say this. I'm down. to Like I said, I'm down to do it again because Taco Bell is literally like two minutes away. Not even I can walk there, Ooh. bring it back, have it ready to go. Like if we do this at six my time or the, you know, at nine o'clock Eastern, mm. I could walk over there at five fifty, have it ordered and back in time for six. So yeah, we just have to rub that in, keep it but warm. I wouldn't even have to worry about it. I'm ready to go. Nice. Use, an, use, use a nice chest. Use a nice chest. Yeah. Would that keep it warm? Well, yeah, as long as you don't put any cooling thing in there, it's, that's what a pizza sleeve is. It's a fucking ice chest. Mm. Pizza sleeve. All right, listeners. Well, maybe, maybe you'll see a repeat of that bracket, but uh, oh, you know, I'm dying. I'm not sure my body dying. can handle it. So with that Taco Bell bracket, we'll move on to the second round with a three to one win over the Disney villains bracket. All right. So we're going to move on to the fourth and final matchup of round one. We've got the Disney sidekicks bracket from episode 22 against the chicken nugget bracket from episode 40. Let's start off with Casey on this one. Sorry as I wipe away my tears. Um, Holy cow. Uh, Okay. So this is the one I just teased a little bit ago. Uh, for me, uh, this was probably the most frustrating. This might be my equivalent of Matt's um, <laughs> restaurant one. Uh, this fucking sent me through the fucking roof to the fucking moon with this bullshit Disney sidekick. Um, I, I don't really want to rehash it. We all know where I stand on it. It's not worth my fucking time. Uh, I didn't really enjoy the um the nuggets one again another one where we went to a all the uh different uh uh fast food chains and got their nugs and ate them we had a guest appearance from nug lord uh himself the man the myth the legend uh and uh obviously spite vote everything else involved in it i'm not i sure shit ain't voting for the fucking disney sidekicks one now and fucking i think i still am having absolute uh nightmares from it so for me it's a chicken nugget bracket let's go all right we've got a vote for chicken nugget that's probably a predictable vote from casey because i feel his pain 
on that bracket. Um, I'll go second here. These, we actually have a record of what was voted. And what Casey is referencing is in the Disney sidekicks bracket, we had the raccoon sidekick of Pocahontas, Miko, make a powerhouse fucking drive through this bracket all the way up into the semifinals, beating out uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth from Sleeping Beauty and Tinkerbell from Peter Pan and finally being defeated by Abu from Aladdin, which I think is fair. But, um, you know, Jack pushed him very hard. We found out Jack was a diehard Miko uh, fan. Casey was not as into Miko, and it created a, uh, I'm going to say, a pretty good dynamic throughout that podcast. Another note about this podcast, um, this bracket here, is that this is where we had, we utilized our knowledge from finding out if there was a basically a contender that was too strong, and we took Timon and Pumbaa out of this one to avoid a sweep throughout this uh, bracket, which I think was a good idea because they probably would have been a sweep. Um, it looks like Abu from Aladdin did end up winning the sidekicks one. Yeah, I'm gonna, how did that happen? That was a surprise. <laughs> uh, are you looking that back on that? How did that happen? How did that happen, Kevin? I'm sure some stupid spy vote or some bullshit. Obviously, <laughs> the fucking bracket is goddamn rigged. What else you think? <laughs> God damn it. So, that one should be fucking burned, lost, unsaved, <laughs> all of it. So I'm going to give my vote to the Disney sidekick one because that Miko thing was so fucking funny and it's like become like a running joke about this podcast is the it's like Miko's glorious rise to power in the sidekicks bracket is just always funny to me. So that'll make it one to one sidekicks against Nugget. Let's go to Jack. I mean, I love me some chicken nuggets, but this is about a brotherly bond that only few can share. And Miko <laughs> was there in my darkest times of need. And I shall give him my vote. If he didn't win that bracket, maybe he'll win this one. Miko gets my vote here. <laughs> Miko's revenge. He's back. All right. Kevin, you've got the fourth vote. We've got two in favor of sidekicks. So what was really funny was, you know, pushing Miko through really set Casey off. But then we started introducing Miko's sidekick. Remember, Miko has a sidekick, guys. Mm. Little uh, hummingbird, right? By the name of Flit. Mm-hmm. which Casey might have called clit or shit or something like that. <laughs> By the way, all the above some bullshit <laughs> invoking the sidekick sidekick really just touched a raw nerve in Casey. And you know what? He's, he's spitting fire right now on the zoom call audience. And uh, he's not going to like this, but I got to vote for, for the Disney sidekicks just because of the Casey reaction, which we, to be honest, did we think we would have that much of a fired up Casey once Brian left the podcast? Because I didn't. And then we brought back the Disney sidekicks and Casey lost his shit, which, to be honest, was good content. So, Casey, please lose your shit more often. Always funny. Always funny. All right. So that'll give us a three to one win for Disney sidekicks over the chicken nugget bracket. Quick question about the chicken nugget bracket. Was that did we also eat those live on the podcast or did we eat them like in advance? I'm trying to remember. Ate them, oh, live. ate them live. Yep. Ate them I live. remember made, made, taking like a gigantic serving platter from my roommates oh, and filling yeah. it up with every single box of chicken yes. and walking it upstairs to the, to the office I was in. And they're just looking at me. What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, hey, it's my life now, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. I think we forgot one. Go on. Oh, no. We'll have to talk about it later. Right, That's my tease. A bracket? We forgot a bracket? I think so, boys. And if I have an honorable mention, perhaps. Yeah. So I was, yeah. I was I was looking through this and um the 
episode cover for the chicken nugget episode 40 is I think was this you, Kevin? It was this, it was the giant platter of all the nuggets. Yeah, I, I was actually about up. to share that via the chat just now for y'all yes. to see if you want to pull it up. That was uh that was insane. Screen, but yeah, no worries. <laughs> I put it in the chat. That, that was freaking nuts. That's a good dozen sauce things and every mm. single chicken piece I could find, plus a sandwich because I was hungry. Yeah, just, just just a sandwich. Why not? Yeah. Just, just yeah, a whatever. casual one, throw it in there. It was yeah. it was a Popeye sandwich. Can you blame me? Yeah, that was that was more like organized than mine. I think I just had them all just on a big plate, basically. That's what I did. On a, I, had a, I put them on a cookie sheet. That's what those were, except they were still in their bags. I expected Matt to use like a giant spoon to just kind of shovel them. Mmm, <laughs> like a like the old donut shovel from Dunkin' Donuts that used to work there. Okay, well, uh, we're gonna move on to the second round. Okay, so our first matchup is going to be domestic beer Fourth of July. From episode 10 against the HBO miniseries. I put miniseries, but I think it's actually HBO shows technically, because that was the whole debate. But episode nine, nonetheless. So HBO against the domestic beer. Um, I'll start this one off. Uh, both very memorable. The HBO one, I remember that one spawned from we saw a bracket online that showed all these HBO shows, and we were so annoyed at how stupid, like it was very bad answers, if I recall. So we said, fuck it, let's just do our own. And then, yeah, we, it led to a lot of moments such as the aforementioned um, arguing about whether Band of Brothers deserved to be on the list due to it being a mini series versus show. Uh, Brian drank an unimaginable amount of White Claws and almost died. Um, from there, we got the easy company statement in a later, later voicemail and probably the worst last call we ever had to the point where it had to be edited out of the podcast. All great moments. Um uh, but on the other hand, we do have an absolute juggernaut bracket, I think, with the 4th of July one. Again, the thing I keep sticking to in my head is that that bracket was like useful information to me. I actually like learned something doing them all next to each other. A lot of times like YouTube, I'll see guys like, oh, craft beer, um, Cicerone drinks domestic beers and rates them against each other. And I'm like, motherfucker, I already did that. And it turned out Miller Lite was way better than I thought it was. And you compare it directly against everything else, because if I recall... That's what won, even though personally I would have had PBR go a little bit further. So I'm going to give it to the domestic beer one. Is it's a beer? It's a beer bracket. It had a lot. Of, also had a lot of great moments and produced useful information that I still reference to this day. Now years later, years later. So give it a vote. Well, let's go to Kevin. It's uh, it's only useful if you drink Labatt Blue. Which do you drink Labatt Blue these days? I mean, I'm in the frozen north. Fuck so no. you mean. <laughs> so you needed that bracket to figure out that Miller Lite was better than you thought it was. You were just behind the learning curve there, my friend. I have a, <laughs> I have, I have an older man from Florida who would give you a lecture on that. Steve's been playing 5D chess this whole time. He's been built into this moment his entire life. <laughs> so you, you spoke of the, um, you know, the comparison to the Cicerone drinking the the craft beer and rating it well the fourth of july bracket was the exact opposite of that it was the vox populi it was the voice of the people the degenerate horde rating and drinking a shit ton of beer at the same time and that was a better memory for me what little i do remember uh than the hbo miniseries because i remember none of that like i remember being pissed off at the youngins for thinking some of these you know newer shows were great and i hadn't seen most of them because mm. i'm old as shit and I thought that I thought that was a bad decision. I thought that was a bad conclusion. So you know what? Domestic beer Fourth of July is a spite vote for me. A spite vote against the HBO miniseries. 
Spite boats are alive and well. All right. So we've got a two nothing lead for domestic beers. Let's go to Jack. Yeah. I'll just continue my story from the next, from the last one, bring it over to here. Uh, <laughs> one, I can tell you that old man from Florida is very excited about uh, seeing the beer boys here uh, come fall for what has to be a live tasting of more beers and being recorded, but we'll get to that later. Mm. Um, I, do recall also thinking realizing how solid miller light was and the next summer doing a blind taste test with him to watch him just guess each time which pilsner i'd give him he'd do it like that's miller light that's miller light and there's just no getting around it. he nailed it every <laughs> single time uh also low-key funny moment for that recording because obviously my vote is going to go to the domestic beer he when he finally figured out how to take himself off mute that was hilarious he he would just tell me to push the button let me talk and then he finally figured out what i was doing and so <laughs> i couldn't even mute him he would just jump right in oh man that was good he taught that old dog a new trick and you know what it resulted in a lot of hilarity so good good learning there your mom and sister were doing they were doing tiebreakers right that's how we were this is pretty wheel if I recall, uh, you recall, correct. So with that, we've got a third vote for the domestic beer bracket. Casey, fourth vote goes to you. Uh, well, shit, I'm going to say what I'm going to say for the <laughs> the final. So let's move that domestic beer on. Let's go. All right. To reference the war movie bracket, we've got what looks to be a uh, another saving private right on our hands. So we've got a 4-0 sweep for the domestic beer bracket over the HBO show slash miniseries bracket before we move on to the next matchup kevin's got a beer check-in Alrighty, i have one from kings and convicts kings and convicts is a multinational i guess want to be conglomerate that has recently bought saint archer and they recently bought ballast point they'll probably buy a few more breweries here before they're done and this beer is called haze in the park and you know what it's a hazy ipa and it's the Best beer I've had from them. I've only had a couple, and best beer is a loose definition because the ones I've had have all sucked. But you know what? This is this is the smartest person on the short bus. This is this is the tallest uh, little person in the crowd. This is a good beer hmm. by virtue of being judged against some really bad beers. So not bad. I will be able to finish the can. I'll say that they're the ones that bought out Ballast Point, right? That is correct. They bought out Ballast Point. They bought out uh, Saint Archer from Molson hmm. Coors and. They just, they have, they're backed by venture capital. So they're probably going to buy out a few more breweries here. Interesting. Okay. Um, we'll hear more about that later. Potentially. We're going to move on to the second matchup of the second round. We've got the Taco Bell bracket against the Disney sidekicks bracket. Okay. Let's start off with Casey this time. Reverse order. I mean, shit, we already know what this one's going to be uh, for me. Uh, you have to go with the Taco Bell and not only because it's a better bracket, um, I think about the the adventure that came along with it, which is that going to the um, <clears throat> excuse me to the uh, Taco Bell and ordering, and then uh, obviously one of the first things we all said when we got together on the pod was how embarrassed we were to be buying so much mo- <laughs> uh, worth of Taco Bell, um, and that it was funny because we we asked each other. Did you go inside? Did you go inside? We were like, fuck that. We sat in the car with the lights off and hit our faces. It was perfect. 
Um, but then obviously just the absolute um, incredible content that came along with it. Uh, and yes, we did learn some things. We had spike votes. We had nostalgia votes. We had it all. It was all there. Also, the other thing I remembered is we could tailor it a little bit, right? Like um, we had a burrito. Well, we all got different kinds of burritos. Uh, again, that kind of came with the nostalgia. Um, so you could kind of make it your own, which kind of added a little bit more flavor um, and a little bit of uh, spice because you didn't know exactly what you were going to get from each person. Uh, and then obviously the fucking sidekick vote or the sidekick bracket, like Jesus Christ, fuck me sideways. Uh, just absolute pissing me off. Uh, steam coming out my ears. Um, send me to the fucking moon. I'm, I'm still fucking pissed off about it. Now it's back. It's rearing its fucking ugly head. And I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. So Taco Bell gets it. Let's fucking go. All right. A vote for Taco Bell. <laughs> Certainly Disney sidekicks was Casey's Chili's moment. Chili, the, the, the chain restaurant bracket really solidified the, uh, you know, person getting a real shitty vote that they got mad about. And so we've all had our moment. I feel like I'm not sure if there's, I'll have to think about that a little bit. Okay. So, um, I'll go second on this one. So, I'm going to back up Casey. I think the Taco Bell bracket is more iconic bracket in the history of this podcast. The Disney sidekicks one was very funny, especially really mostly because of the Miko thing being pushed through to the point where it was really just a fuck with Casey um, and see if we can get Miko to kind of win that whole bracket. And it wasn't too far from happening, but didn't, didn't quite happen. Uh, the Taco Bell bracket is really just was a fucking mess. And, but in a really funny way, and it was kind of one of our most raw type of episodes this is before we even bought like decent microphones and really knew how to edit the audio to sound like, okay, it's just kind of a rough episode, but it's, it's got a lot of heart to it. And I appreciate that. And it's definitely captures the energy of this cruise. So it gets my vote and brings it to two, nothing Taco Bell's favor. Let's go to Jack. Voted. He's got a picture of Miko on his phone. All right. Miko gets a vote. Miko always gets a vote. Kevin. All right, playing the long game here about what actually stands a chance of knocking the beer bracket off. I'm giving my vote Taco Bell. Uh, it, I, it did have a lot of memorable things to it. Brian farting and having to listen to it again here two years later was it brought back a lot of memories. I'm going to be honest. It, it undid some works of therapy you tried to fix, but <laughs> that didn't. That, it's just gone now. Thank you guys very much for that. Uh, Taco Bell, uh, that was an awful bracket. Can't wait to do it again. It's my vote. Praise fucking Jesus. Yeah. Praise for, fucking Jesus. For reference, we listened to the fart clip um, during a brief intermission that we had, and it, it is still absolutely just as funny as it was before. It may find its way into the episode. So it's well, okay. May, maybe there was not on a break, but we did listen to it, and it is funny. It will never not be funny. Um, okay. So that's a 3-1 win for Taco Bell um, for episode three against Disney Sidekicks. Uh, Miko showed his head once again, which I think was appropriate. Um, it brings us to the final round. Okay, so we're down to the last two, boys. We've got the domestic beer bracket, 4th of July edition against Taco Bell. Um, I'm not too surprised. These are our last two uh, brackets here, final two contenders. These are both very iconic episodes of the show. Um, and and uh, there's merit to both of them. So I'll be interested to hear arguments against Taco Bell and domestic beer. I'm going to start off with Jack, I want to make something abundantly clear. Would I vote for Miko over my own father? 
Absolutely, yes, I would. <laughs> that being said, I have to go the domestic beer bracket for this one. It's when I think about the best brackets that we've done on this show, it's the first one that pops into my head. That's all I'm basing that vote on. So that's that's what's getting my vote. It's fair enough. Okay, we've got one for domestic beer. Let's go to Casey. Something cool about this, you know, what ends up happening a lot is I don't, or at least I don't think it does. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. We don't always get the one versus the two very often. It's very, you know, similar to uh, some of these other brackets that that happen, whether it be sports or uh, not sports related things. Um, we got the one versus the two. I, I truly believe we got the the two best episodes, the two most memorable episodes. Maybe we've missed a couple. Um, we'll get to that in an honorable mention uh, here coming up shortly. Maybe there was a reason why. Uh, we left some off, um, but for this one, guys, I'm sorry, but it, it's it is by far the most memorable. It it, it surrounds a holiday in the Fourth of July. Um, we we got to see a a new side um, of one of probably our most iconic callers and consistent callers, and Steve from Florida. Um, but we then got to learn things, like Matt said, um, about what beers we like, what we don't like. Um, but guys, there was just so many aspects uh, to that. I've never seen someone so hammered. And to Jack's point from the last round, when he learned how to unmute himself, it was fucking wild. Okay, that just turned it up about 10 notches. Um, the domestic beers was incredible. We, we, I, I, the other aspect I remember is I, that day I had to go find some. And I remember Kevin and, uh, myself being on the West coast, couldn't find Yingling. And so we're trying to figure out what beer to get to, to, to equal something from, from that shitty ass state of Pennsylvania. Um, but, uh, you know, I was texting Jack and he was like, yeah, we went to the, gro the grocery store in this, um, you know, convenience store. And I was doing the same thing, going to different gas stations to find it. It was just a lot of fun. And we did the same thing for the Taco Bell, but, I'm telling you right now that uh, domestic beer uh, challenge was incredible. And then I thought at first I was going to try and drink them all. Like to Kevin's point, we got 24 ounces. I was like, fuck this. Like, let's drink and drink as many of them as we can. Quickly learned that that is not going to happen. Did do the same thing as the other guys and got the dump bucket. Really wish I would have kept that because that would have been really funny to try um, later on in the night when I was hammered and didn't remember a whole hell of a lot of what was going on. Uh, and then, what I had to do is I had to jump in the car that night and go to Vail. I remember that I was intoxicated off my ass and sitting there in the passenger seat while Alyssa drove us to Vail. So just a lot of fun. That's got some great nostalgic memories. So my, my vote is unequivocally going to domestic beer for the July bracket. Absolutely incredible. Let's go. All right. An impassioned speech resulting in another vote for the domestic beer bracket, giving it a two O advantage. Kevin. The third vote. So this isn't that hard. I know this may seem like it's a Saving Private Ryan moment here, but we needed to include it. It was such a big deal. Um, Fourth of July beer bracket. It gets my vote. It kind of steamrolled its way through this bracket, but with good cause. Lots of great memories associated with Taco Bell bracket. It isn't really as close as the final vote would suggest, or as sorry, as disproportionate as the final vote would suggest. This might be a 4-0 sweep, but you know what? The Taco Bell bracket was really freaking hilarious to listen to. And even now, two years later, 
Just God, I miss Brian. Not a lot, <laughs> but I miss Brian. So well, you know what? We should have him back on at some you, point. You may be seeing him soon, my friend. Perhaps. Okay, so that's the third vote for domestic beer. Boys, I'm going to make this easy. I'm going to complete the sweep. Kevin's absolutely on the money. Taco Bell bracket is funny, but the domestic beer bracket is like, in my head, our most iconic bracket. It was very, like, it was well done. We learned from our first few kind of really rough ones, and I think we smashed that bracket. It was like well organized. We had all the beers. It was really fun talking about all the beers. Like, I, I had like a lot of fun on that one. Like, because I, I never sat down because I talked about doing it for like years, you know, sit down. I have a Bud Light next to me and I have a Coors Light next to me. I try one and the other. What do I like better? I had never done it before. And it was really interesting to sit down and do 16 of those um, doing domestic. And I'm calling this a domestic bracket, but also it had, uh, you know, exports. So we had Heineken and Foster's and Bat, Molson's, whatever. So it was interesting to see where those stacked up. So it's a, it's a great bracket. It had a lot of really good iconic moments for this podcast in my head. I want to do another one like that at some point personally, because I really enjoyed that one. Um, I'm not sure what exactly will we do, but that format was a good time having the bucket next to me and just taking sips of beers, dumping what you don't want. Bucket. It it took a lot of work to get them all organized, but it was absolutely worth it. So I'm going to give my vote to the domestic beer slash export beer. Fourth of July bracket, making it the winner of the bracket of brackets crowning it the meta king okay so now that we know the winner of the bracket of brackets of course we have to do honorable mentions boys because we didn't you know we've done more than eight brackets of course and there's some other good ones in fact casey picked a particular one he thinks should have been on this bracket casey why don't you lead off with that one yeah i think it was one and it kevin uh mentioned something um in the pod about the nugs and the picture and it made me think of it and it's the frozen pizza bracket um and i the reason it remind me of it is because uh brian took a a photo of all of his pizzas and frozen pizzas on a sheet and you know baked it up um also that's where we learned about air fryers and how um fantastic they are for frozen pizzas um if i say so myself but yeah that's definitely one that was on my mind it's a good one i'm a little i'm, I'm with you i'm a little surprised we didn't do it it's another relatively early one um Looks to be episode seven titled Air Fried Pizza, where again, the episode cover is a picture of the pile of pizza Brian was eating during the podcast. Um, another nightmare episode in its own way. It, it is a good one. It, it, does, it does seem like we tend to be the most nostalgic about our early episodes. It is probably when they were the most kind of raw. <laughs> we were just kind of throwing shit at the wall and, and seeing what stuck in a lot of ways. And it was very funny. Um, another one. And in that, some cases, but, literally. In some cases, literally, shit was being thrown. So another one I wanted to make sure we highlighted um, is our first episode. Uh, we called the Macro Craft Showdown. We did it was our first episode. We did a bracket of Macro Craft breweries. You know the larger ones like what Sierra Nevada, Boston Beer Company, Harpoon, etc. Uh, that one has its own merit. That was you know that was us learning how to do a podcast. I, I have a lot of nostalgia for that episode. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any particular moments from the macro craft showdown, so to speak. The audio, maybe, maybe <laughs> someone trying to drink eight sweet baby Jesuses. Mm. Who might that be? Yeah, Brian did try to get down uh, a large pile of Duclaw sweet baby Jesus beers, which is pretty gross. I remember how bad the South was at having macro craft breweries like, when you're. <laughs> 
you're struggling with a beta. That's tough. Yeah, we we divided it into regions, and Jack had kind of a hard time coming up with uh, contenders for his region. Who ended up winning that one? Sierra Nevada, I think? Yeah, it was Sierra Nevada. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was also where founders got a tongue lashing over the uh, horror customer service I received during my visit to their facility in Grand Rapids, Michigan, if I recall. As I remember, it's pronounced Lagunitas, not Laguanitas. I don't know if you would have been there at that time. No, is that true? Was that was that prior to me going to Founders? And when do you remember when you went? Yeah, not really, to be honest. That would have been April 2020. I, I feel like I, you went way later than that. Yeah, I don't know exactly when to Michigan. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's prior to me having my horrible experience at Founders. I was probably all excited to go at that point. Like, oh boy, I can't wait to go to Founders. What can go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? That was a good episode. These aren't drafts, but we're just going through great moments um this isn't great it wasn't great at the time it's funny now 90s draft not getting recorded that was brutal oh jesus christ brutal that was a good episode too you like our original recording it was it was it was a very good recording i'm bummed we couldn't put that out yeah we did a 90s draft that i thought was very solid yeah that was solid bracket i suppose but yeah that was a bummer god damn it obviously hit the record button every time every time that's it Obviously, the uh, greatest moment in, in Counterpoint's history is definitely our first freeform episode when we talked about our best beer stories. <laughs> and one Brian with his canned corn story just Ooh. takes the damn cake. I think it's our first highlight we ever posted on our Instagram. But go check that out on episode four, Freeform Canned Corn, published in May 2020. That one was up. Absolute nightmare. I even put it in an editor's note. Stick around to the end, around one hour 31. This is when we were having a bit of an issue with our podcast being too long, also, to hear the worst spring break story ever told by man. I stand by that editor's note. And I, I agree, Jack. That might that might be the funniest thing I ever heard in this podcast was Brian telling a story about eating like cold vegetables out of a pea-stained mattress in Florida. <laughs> That's the funny part. It's just us just ripping his... <laughs> Asshole, that's his that's his best story. <laughs> like, wait, best did story? you misunderstand the prompt? <laughs> what I missed yeah, that one beer pong game. That's what counts. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that one, and Jack texts me and goes, Holy shit, you're gonna have to listen to this when it gets put out. And I was like, Oh my god, what did I miss? That was incredible. That was actually incredible. And then I got to rip on him at the start of the next uh episode. What? Jesus Christ. Yeah. God, we need another one with him on. I'm sorry, but we do. We do. <laughs> Maybe for the Taco entertainment. Bell I think it'll oh, for the Taco yeah. Bell one again. Yeah. We'll make it yeah. a Taco Bell plus a case race. He'll love it. Boys, if we're talking moments, another one, you know, another one that stuck out to me that made me laugh. It's, it was a draft episode, but we were talking about the, uh, we were pulling a presidential teams, teams of presidents, and Kevin was absent for the, for the Paul podcast. And so we just, drew the worst draft of presidents we possibly could think of for Kevin. I seem to recall winning that one. Thank you very much. Jack, Jack coming up with different reasons why Kevin wasn't on the podcast was absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was good. That that, that wasn't the first one that we missed, but that was the first one where we really kind of nailed down how to cover when someone misses. You got to find the best example, the best excuse possible. 
Casey, I mean, I'll miss one early on for, for legitimate reasons. I missed one because of work and I kind of deserved the beating that I got for it. So, you know what? Good job. Another another one that I thought was one of my favorites is what is the great state roast a thon. I do get requests awesome. uh, for more state beefs. Like people love the state beefs. <laughs> like we need to bring that back on like state a 15 minute segment on a, on a rotating basis. It's a 15 minute segment. Let's just roast a state and then move on. Good. Let's <laughs> gonna do good it for right 50, now. For 50 episodes. Let's do it. Let's do it a little right now. I was reading. I saw a tweet earlier in the day where someone was saying that Connecticut was the like the most was like the most boring out of the New England states. And I'm like, excuse me, have you fucking seen Rhode Island? Christ, I don't, I don't, I don't need to hear about Rhode Island dunking on the state I live in right now. Come on, people. But they they got theirs in the uh, great state roastathon. I, <laughs> I I gave it to Rhode Island. Believe me, yeah, that one was that one was really fucking funny because we we were shitting on so many states and we said you know what let's just make a whole podcast where all we do is just shit on states well it, it all started very regional right everyone took shots at the states immediately around them but then they yeah. kind of spread out like i i, I roasted <laughs> arizona sorry case but i roasted arizona <laughs> right for arizona yeah well, should i get a it big fuck you for pennsylvania fuck you pennsylvania just because fuck, fuck, fuck you, you pennsylvania yeah that was that was another good one we've had a lot of uh you know for our listeners out there that was um episode 48 the great state roastathon there's a lot of uh i think we've got a lot of funny ones in our anthology boys that's what i'm learning here yeah we do real well when we have alcohol food and spite yeah spite spite is what drives this podcast ultimately and generates a lot of the humor no question i also put in front of us in case, in case you're looking at it i put we had a macro craft beers bracket at some point i remember that one actually being pretty good that one was fairly uh if I remember, it was fairly contentious trying to drive down from. We had sixteen different craft beers on that one. Oh yeah, that, that was one? the one where Casey and I just let Kevin have it for picking a IPA over a shandy. Oh yeah, we all were. At <laughs> oh the, yeah, we all were at the lake. We saw what happened there. That's right. That, that I that think that was, was the win. The most that was the most heated one we had. It could be because I see I, I noticed like Shandy has a four zero sweep over Jailai or Highlight, ever I pronounce it, and then moving on it takes a it, then immediately there's a tiebreaker where it beats Sierra Pale Ale and then it gets beaten by Harpoon IPA in another tiebreaker. We had a lot of tiebreakers in that one. I think it, w- it would have been that uh, Sierra Pale versus the Summer Shandy. That's where I would have got that. Like Highlight, I I, I voted for that. I stand by that. Highlight's not that good to be honest, but it's not a Dell's. Okay. It's not a Dells. Dells would get the vote a lot easier. Yeah, Dells. Dells took a four zero loss against Sam Adams Oktoberfest in round two. That's a pretty good bracket. As I'm looking at the results, I'm like, that's pretty good. I like these. I don't know about Fat Tire beating Sam Adams Oktoberfest, but that's okay. Or Fat Tire winning in the end versus Harpoon IPA. Yeah, I'm not sure. I grew at the end of this one, but up to well, I, I made I damn sure Harpoon wasn't going to win. Yeah, I think that. that was a spark. <laughs> that was spite a big vote. time spite vote. I that think. was the spite yes, vote right was. there. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I think if I recall, Kevin and I kind of had a band forces to like stop sh- the Shandy from winning because that would have made us look so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it was. Wait, we were. Like, I think we were. We like te- we were like texting on the side or like in the chat, going like, "Okay, we need to stop Shandy from winning." We might have. We 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 know we need to do a serious fight voting on this yeah. one. I think there's a yeah. serious yeah, there fight was. vote. There was. Yeah. And then you guys both got banned from ever drinking them ever again. <laughs> that did happen. I recall that, that did yeah. happen. That I did happen. That's still in play because it still is there. <laughs> it has not Jack, been with Jack Scott's honor here. I haven't had a Shandy since the lake trip. I'm pretty sure I have. You won't. Oh, no, no. It's only good on a lake. When so did that bracket get published? Because I'm pretty sure it was a year banned. 
<laughs> it's a year banned from play. Um, let's see. Will this tell me when? It just says ah, it's about, about a year it, ago. It says about go. a year ago. Well, Jack, you know uh, what? The ban was can have a hard time out the air, yeah, about a year is going to expire two months from now. So I, I will be free of the band. No, nope, you're going to have to drink a harpoon IPA on the fucking nice, warm harpoon IPA. Actually, with that I'll, shit, I'll, I'll, I'll have one of those lemon beers that you had earlier, Jack, from uh, from the Appalachia Football Club, because oh, that one yeah. is a beer and not technically a shandy. I'll take that. It, it is an ale. It maybe is I'll an find ale. Some of those yard goat there you shandies. Go. There you go. Oh, yeah. Shandies are beers. I don't know fuck you guys are talking about yeah so I, I thought that was actually pretty good bracket as i was thinking about it i was like fuck man that was actually a good one i almost i almost could have made the list for me because of because of the kind of <laughs> just intensity of the spite voting at the end you, just, you could just tell all right boys any other honorable mentions before i move on all right i have a question go ahead did this drive down memory lane revive anybody else's will to spite vote in future brackets yeah, I'm kind of pissed or off. Drafts. And- yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed I'm off right now. Honestly, all the, all the spite vote things that I buried over the last two years, they came back. I'm sorry, but they're they're back. I I, I feel yeah. the need to take more revenge for Chili's, frankly. Sometimes you got to burn the bridges to light the way, boys. <laughs> uh, I've never seen more clearly in this in this eternal night. Okay, so uh, we're gonna wrap this podcast up, moving into the conclusion section. Okay, so to start off the conclusion section, we like to start off with a little thing called Brewery of the Week. Kevin is going to be highlighting a brewery this week. So I think I mentioned on the last episode that I've been trying to do more hiking around town here, and I usually follow it by a trip Mm -hmm. to a brewery. In this case, last Saturday, I went to a brewery. Sorry, I went to a hike, followed by a brewery. Forgot the point of the trip. Went on a (laughs) hike, got some some good pictures. Might have got a little sick because it was cold outside, but whatever. Fuck it. I went to a brewery. That's what's really important here. Brewery by the name of Blue Fire Brewing, relatively new in San Diego, in North County, San Diego, opened up about a month ago. Uh, pretty small little joint, but you know, brand new facility. Looked really nice, really uh, clean, spick and span. Uh, the beer was was generally pretty solid. It had a just nothing really cracked a four, which isn't necessarily a good review for the pantheon of breweries that we go to. But for a startup like this. They had they had capable beers. I can see them growing into their new facility and and brewing better beer and mass. So, Blue Fire gets a little shout out. Um, they weren't bad, I'll say that. A lot of breweries that start out that are really small aren't great. This one was actually pretty good and showed a lot of promise. So, the best beer I had there was called Shades of Daylight. It was a pale ale, which was quite good. The logo is pretty cool. Um, the guy there was really nice and gave away some free stuff uh, and the beer was all right. So give him a try. Yeah, I was going to say, I like their logo. It's like a hop on like, it, like it's surrounded by blue flames. That's pretty good. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not one of the ones that you just kind of walk up and you know, right away, you're coming back to this place and you're buying it every chance you get, but, but they were capable. They made good beer. And I, I think they deserve a shot at trying to make some money here. So I'll support them. I like it. I like supporting the little guy where he can. Won't well, go check him out. If you're in the California area, um, from there, we're going to go on to our best beer of the cast one by one. Who was your favorite beer? I'll start off because I only had one beer. I'm going to do something unorthodox here, boys. Let me, you know, let me have this. I'm going to say this. The beer I had in this podcast, it was fine. The beer, karate and water, solid, kind of, you know, tastes like a lot of other New England IPAs I had. So I went to Gamecraft Arcade, which is, we've actually done the podcast before, a nice spot in Southington, but Transcend Beer Crafters had a new beer out called True Colors Pogs. 
for passion fruit, orange, guava, and then strawberry with a little bit of lactose. Holy shit. Slapper of a beer near five. I gave it a four, eight after some deliberation, but you know what? I'm going to give that beer a shout out instead of karate in the water. Transcend continues to put out very good beers. Again, unorthodox call out and going against tradition here. Casey, do you have a beer of the cast? Yeah, like Matt, I only uh, had one uh, on the pod. I didn't have any before, so I'm not going to have a, I'm going to have a pretty orthodox uh, check in here, but mine is the Raspberry Gosa out of Claremont Craft Ales out of Claremont, California. Shout out. Cheers. I like it. Jack, tell us about how much you like Bud Next. Yeah, I don't like Bud Light Next that much. It's a healthy drink. I wouldn't call it a beer. I'll have to continue my search through the healthier beers. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go with the Squatchy Ale from Boonshine Brewing Company in Boone, North Carolina. One of my favorite breweries in the state, actually. And uh, I will do my best to uh, grab a few four-packs of that in hopes that it will make it to uh, late June when uh, the boys will head to Charlotte, North Carolina, also Lake Norman. Ooh, baby, that sounds like a good time. And for the final beer of the cast, we've got Kevin. So this was an easy one. My best beer of the cast was the Sky Gazer Watercolors Synergy 7 Raspberry Coconut Cake. Fantastic beer. Just drank it by itself. Didn't mix with any other beer. Kings and Convicts, not that great, but still drinkable. Watercolors, blew it out of the water. Good job, Skygazer. Watercolors, blew it out of the water. Eh? Eh? Pretty good. I see what you did there. Well done. Okay, so those are our best beers of the cast. We're going to move on to the last call section and wrap this boy up. Um, We've got one final comment, joke, diatribe, whatever you want, boys. The floor is yours. Let's start with Jack before his computer turns to dust. Yeah, my computer's already dust. I'm on my phone now. Hopefully the audio holds up, but that will be part of my last call. Moving sucks. <laughs> and my apologies for getting the laptop charger. I will make sure I have that for the next time. Uh, but also shout out to that laptop because it did hold up pretty well. I just didn't want to risk it uh, dying during this last mm. call. So it lasted, most, it lasted most of the podcast, actually. Yeah, it didn't do bad. Um, but I will be careful next time to make sure I remember <laughs> where I pack something. Shout out to desktop computers, which don't need, are never unplugged. PC Master Race checking in. Kevin, a last call. All right. So my last call is a uh, a final call, maybe for a brewery here in San Diego by the name of Modern Times. Ooh. So Modern Times is a very big name on the West Coast, but they've had some hard times lately. Uh, a couple months back, they were forced to close all their facilities outside of Southern California. And as of Last week, their lender is forcing them to go into receivership, meaning they are being compelled to be sold to a third party. That is ground-shaking news because this was a massive brewery with a huge presence across the West Coast, big, big, big marketing, big, big physical footprint. And to hear that they're going into receivership because they couldn't settle their debt is concerning. I'm not at all surprised. I did think they expanded a little too big too quickly. And some of the things they did for their facilities are just insane. One of their spots, I think in Anaheim has a pool in it. Like why, (laughs) why would you want to spend that kind of money on that place? But either way, I do feel a little sad because I'm a member of their beer society. I'm actually sitting here at my table, holding their, their challenge coin from their society. They give out like solidly metal engraved challenge coins. (laughs) Hey, maybe that's why they're losing money. They're giving away awesome tokens with their (laughs) beer societies. 
Um, and uh, that's a bit disappointing. And I, I'm going to miss them if they go away because they made some really good beer. They probably can't make a lot of money on their beer because most of their beer is really, really expensive to make and solid. And it reflects that. It, it got my five, my only fives of the last two years. So I'm going to miss Bonner Times if they go under. I'm not entirely surprised, but I will miss them. Yeah, that's a shame, and I'm surprised. It seems like they're really popular, and they make a really good product. I guess maybe what you're saying rings true. They just tried to do too much too quick, and it's backfiring on them. It's an interesting. That's, yeah, and that's kind of why I think they're being forced into receiverships. I, I think the bad. lender thinks there's going to be a buyer, and they can actually recoup their losses short-term and put that money elsewhere. So mm. I, I don't think they're done done. I just think this is this is probably a big sign of contraction within the craft beer industry. Well, certainly could probably have a whole conversation about that particular point because I don't think you're wrong on that one. <laughs> don't think the boom can continue forever. Um, well, that's too bad to hear. I really like Modern Times. You know, I'll say about Modern Times is they gave me what I think is my favorite brewery shirt of all time. That thing is still going strong. It's held up like years later. <laughs> Clutch t-shirts, assuming the quality has remained consistent, but I love their t-shirts. So, so I've got a lot of shitty t-shirts from breweries. No offense. Um, okay, Casey, a last call. Any sports to talk about? Oh boy, do I. No, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna talk <laughs> sports, uh, but it's gonna be real quick. Um no, well. I, I, yeah, I think it I think it might actually be my quickest, but we'll see. The NBA playoffs um are about to uh commence. Um they had play-in games starting tonight, uh, was the first bit of that. Here's what I'll say. Uh, if you purposely tank uh, your final couple games in your regular season for a better seed or a worse seed, you should have to play the the higher seed regardless. Like it should go out the window. There should be no call, you know, questioning it. It should literally be illegal. It's kind of like how I feel about tanking to get a higher draft pick. That should be illegal. No one wants to fucking see that. The fans didn't pay for that. And honestly, there should be repercussions. So shout out to the fucking Milwaukee Bucks. Again, want to talk about a state beef. Fucking Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin, all of it. What is there up there? Nothing. They do cheese and beer. Guess what? Your beer outside of Miller Lite for Seafood Florida, fucking average. Just average. Your cheese, great. Fuck off. No one wants you. Okay, go be a cheesehead. Go root for fucking Aaron Rodgers. Stay up there. Leave us all alone. Continue to underperform, uh, and, and we'll be done with you. There's nothing good coming out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All of it. None of it. Bye-bye. Jonas, who cares? Okay, Greek freak, don't know who you are. Don't care. You get babied in the league. You're not as good as you think you are. You're not as good as, as you actually uh, are portrayed by the NBA. So if you take fuck you, uh, you should be given uh, repercussions because of it. So Casey's last call sponsored by the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why the Milwaukee Bucks tank, but you know. Yeah, rough. Because but, but but I think Milwaukee could have taken the Nets just fine. I, I don't know about the Celtics. I'm sure you have, you're confident, but. Oh, dude, I mean, I, there isn't a team in the. Matchups, yeah. here's the here's reality. There isn't a team in the league that I'm not confident against now. Not a team oh, in the yeah. league. The, the Celtics are the best team since the start of the year. The turn of the year, they have the best defense turn in the league. Of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not afraid of anybody. Bring them on. Give me KD and Kyrie. 
what a fucking think joke it, those two are. Think about it this way, right? The, the Boston home crowd gets a chance to show their love for Kyrie again. Isn't that like kind of juicy from a Boston sport? Good, and I hope they throw yeah. a fucking chair at him this time. Forget a water bottle, throw a chair at him. That's it. All right. I um, agree with that. All of that. Oh, by the way. So I just want to add that uh, Wisconsin does have summer Shandy as well. Let's throw that in there. Oh, but yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. SD, but uh, I agree. The Nets are in big, big trouble. Anyone who thinks they have a chance in this series is a, is a loser. And uh, I expect the Celtics and the Suns to meet in the NBA final. Uh, doesn't Milwaukee also have Chippewa Falls? Isn't that where uh, one Jack Dawson is from, who you died on died on that particular episode for? Really, it's a great state if you think about it. Yeah, that's what he said, though. Yeah, they that's where Linekugel is. Well, not just the Shandy, but Chipp- Chippewa Falls, home of Jack Dawson from Titanic fame. Oh, well, yeah, he was right? murdered. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. killed by Fuck a you, Rose. Killed by, killed, Fuck killed you, Rose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was well, that's a whole other podcast we could get into that, but uh, anyone who's seen that movie, <laughs> that's a good, you know what, Kevin, that's a good point because the Titanic sunk about uh, 19, April 15th, 1912, so we're coming up on that date, so it's a pretty timely conversation, but anyone who gets a look at that door, uh, really, life or death moment, there's not room for two in that thing, give me a break. <laughs> now, Finally, we're getting into the real shit. All right, so the uh, <laughs> Mysteries of the Titanic movie podcast is coming up soon. Um, I'll do my last call. I was between two. One was a piece of mildly tragic news, but the other one, I feel like it's important, boys. On my last call, I'm going to highlight the fact that we've been running this podcast for two motherfucking years, and congratulations to all four of us on sticking it out. Um, unfortunately, we may not be able to retire from our full-time jobs, from the massive amount of income we are bringing in from our podcast, but it's been a very fun adventure. And especially in the beginning, um, a necessary reprieve for my sanity during the pandemic months. But here we are. Um, I'm not going to say post pandemic because that may turn out to be false words soon enough going by Philadelphia. Of course, of course, Philadelphia doing the indoor mask mandate, but um, it's still fun as hell. And I am glad we get to keep doing it. And to our listeners, we're glad you're still listening, even on this maybe potentially long episode. But you know what? It's our two-year anniversary, motherfucker. Buckle up. And boys, we've got more on the horizon. Um, you know, we're still we're throwing around all sorts of different ideas. I know one in particular, maybe some spoilers, but Jack brought this one up. We want to do basically drafts from the menus of chain restaurants, which I think is going to be hilarious. If you're going to build a menu, like say you build your own meal at an olive garden, or something like that. I'm, I'm looking forward to those episodes. Um, we're throwing around some counter bites ideas. Let's say if you're interested in summer house at all, you may be in for a pleasant surprise in the next few months. Give us a little bit of time. Ooh, baby. I am behind one episode, by the way. So I'll be catching up soon enough. Don't you worry. But, uh, so again, to our listeners, thank you very much to my fellow hosts. It has been an honor and we shall continue the tradition two years in more to come. Counterpints is alive and it continues to live and burn burn fiercely into the night. So with that, that is the episode the end of episode 65. It has been two years, and the bracket of brackets has been complete. I look forward to we have so many episodes. We do a bracket of brackets of brackets. We go three two levels deep into the meta. So eventually we'll have so much content that we only have to talk about content from prior episodes, and we don't have to think of any new ideas. That's really the final form of this podcast, and I look forward to it. So, 
Until the next episode, our friends, um, you stay frosty out there, and we'll catch you next time. Who's going to dig your Job, are you poor? Are you broken down?